Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we break down as much of the NFL as humanly possible uh, between, you know, two and a half regular idiots. A uh, little bit of a different one today. Um, we're talking the Super Bowl. Uh, I am your host, as usual, the unusual Greg. Joining me as always... I'm Smith. I'm a DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram. I don't think you tagged yourself. Or... I didn't, no. No, amateur hour. Uh, I am the unusual gr- underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Um, no scruffy this week. Um, so uh, you'll have to just bear with us two idiots. Um and just to, just to fill the void of where he would introduce us, his, himself, if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, it's just at BrickCaveBlitz. Oh, putting it on the start as well. Okay, okay. I just, I, our episode's so long, I think we should do it at the start. I don't think people are making it to the end half the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um you know, there we go, there we go. Uh, starting off with the news this week, um, obviously we're recording this later than we normally would, so we've got some weekend news. Um, but Commissioner Goodell, um is meeting with some civil rights leaders and um, some various CEOs um, to talk about diversity in the NFL. Uh, this obviously comes in the wake of the Brian Flores uh, suing the NFL in three teams in uh, over hiring head coach practices. A um, little bit of news on Brian Flores. He's actually been hired as the was it defensive coordinator. Uh, sorry, See, it's senior defensive, says, uh, senior defensive assistant yeah. slash linebackers. Okay, yep, there you go. So, so he was hired that... by the Steelers. Senior de- senior defensive assistant. Yeah, is that different? A different one to defensive coordinator, so he's not in, in charge of the entire def- defense. No, yeah, he just so focuses he'll be mainly on the linebackers and assists with the rest. Yeah, yeah. Care. So in you know, I say in typical COVID year sort of stuff, if the defensive coordinator goes down, Brian Flores is going to be that guy. Um, right. We were talking about this just as slightly before the podcast. This is probably taking this position due to the uh, lawsuit that. Um, Flores is currently involved in. Um, it's possibly the smartest point I've ever brought up, and we weren't recording at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll let you bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, obviously we were discussing about obviously um, how it's all going on, and basically his lawsuit is against three specific teams, and then the entire NFL as a whole. So I was saying, like, obviously, if he was hired as a head coach, which we think he should easily, oh, easily, it yeah. would um, bring that point of. Well, you're suing us for not hiring you as a head coach, but these have hired you as a head coach, and you're suing them over it. So that kind of goes against your point a bit. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, obviously, it yeah it it feels a bit lacking that he's not been hired as a higher up position. But I'm glad that he's been snatched up by the Steelers yeah. in any position. And, and like oh, you absolutely. said, um, you're very glad that he's under their head coach in yeah. regards to all of this. Yeah, I think Mike Tomlin is one of those guys that he's a staple of the NFL. And if anybody's going to be able to look after, you know, Brian Flores during this ordeal with the with the NFL, I think it's going to be him. Um so, you know, I say I'm, I'm happy he went to the Steelers uh, just because of their their kind of 
better culture with um, people of colour in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I like there, there. There's talk of getting rid of the the Rooney rule or replacing the Rooney rule. Um, I can only hope that this is, it. You know, replacing this rule will have something better that will actually guarantee more, you know, more diversity in head coaching jobs um, and potentially forcing the debate of having people of colour or minority ownership of an NFL team, which, you know, is something I think is long overdue. Um, mm-hmm. The the ownership thing's weird because the, t- the teams have been owned for years yeah some pretty much since they've been set up so they've always just resided within that one family yeah um i don't I, like the, the way that the nfl is is just like an advertisement and money making operation yeah i don't think it's going to be something that like obviously i know soccer is in football over here yeah teams get sold all the time to new owners for money and stuff i don't think that's really their type of thing in the NFL it just sort of like gets passed down through the family and they just take up the family business yeah absolutely and absolutely just un- unfortunately all those families started off white as fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um I don't know I'm 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 optimistic I'm optimistic um about this whole process I'm optimistic about Florida's future um in the NFL but Ultimately, I know how broken a lot of the system is um, mm-hmm. and can potentially go um, poorly. Um, talking of going poorly, um, Chiefs cornerback Chris Lemons um, has been arrested in connection with the Alvin Kamara incident in Vegas. Um, Lemons turned himself in on Thursday to Las Vegas PD. Um, was briefly booked on suspicion of felony battery, uh, resulting in substantial bodily harm and conspiracy to commit battery. Um, you know, this is... I mean, this this just feeds into my point about Vegas being a failed experiment. Um, I think too much has gone down in Vegas now for it to be considered a good idea to renew... Um, the Raiders' involvement in Vegas and potentially even the Pro Bowl being held, uh, or sorry, any kind of competition being held in Vegas. Obviously, I know the Super Bowl is slated for, it's not next year, it's the year after, isn't it? 2024? Or is it 2024? Yeah, 2024 20, is yeah, uh, slated yeah. for that. Um, I think 23, it's, is it the Dolphins? I don't know. Someone showed it. I'll, I'll see if I can find it while yeah. we're discussing this. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just, I mean, what can you say? Like, we've had, like, after the year we've had with just players being idiots, it's just disheartening to see that it's continuing Um, and affecting more teams that I, you know, kind of just, like, it just shows that all teams are just being affected by idiot young people who have too much money. Yeah, I think that that's the one thing that's it's it's hard to be like, well, well, they, they should know better or anything yeah. like that. It's because they're, they're hired straight out of you know 
school essentially they're like in their early 20s yeah um when somebody especially like for example any player coming out of oakland yeah like in it all uh, a few years ago to possibly now i don't know what it's like over there like they're not coming from the best built up areas without any money or anything mm-hmm. like that as soon as they get money they just want to do whatever the fuck they want yeah. they don't think oh i've got money now so rules don't really apply to me i can you know just do what i want get what i want and that's it um because like it's it's not the exact same situation but um my dad works in car sales right he was talking to somebody once they own like um some houses slash flats um mm-hmm. in this area where manchester united players stay when they've you know first been like set up into the training program before you know they're actually signed on and yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're all like 18 year olds moving there they've got the first paycheck because they're getting paid even though they're not a player yet they're still getting paid 25 grand a week yeah yeah, yeah. they're moving in and they're coming home with a, a brand new bentley and they're like because they don't know what to do with the money yeah yeah and I, I know that's not as serious as what's going on in vegas yeah uh, but it's still that thing of like do they need babysitting for a few years and yeah do they need a, a better level of a, a certain type of education not like overall but like because like, i know in our education i didn't have any fucking clue about taxes and counter no, tax and all that stuff when i moved out no we're not taught about that stuff i, I think there should be a s- certain system put in place either in the, the education system whilst they're going through it or when they join the team they have a bit of an education in the learning process when they start because I think yeah it's just like that thing of being a youngster and not knowing what to do with yourself and you're just going overboard a bit at the time and don't get me wrong <clears throat> I've been to Vegas but I don't have the money to do all that shit nah, good and then when I've had like the money here in a, I've gone you know, overboard drinking and got too drunk and everything like that but I don't think I've ever <laughs> ended up in a situation like that no it's I guess as well sometimes it, it's also that high-profile case of, well, we've got to make an example out of you. Yeah. Um, I don't know how... I don't think it's that in this situation because clearly they've done something wrong and, you know, they need to be sort of punished for it. Yeah. I, I, I agree yeah. with a lot of what you said. I think it's difficult to... I think one of the things we have to avoid doing is generalising. Um, yeah. Your, your points about people coming out of Oakland could be taken out of context. Um, you know, because it's not just people from, you know, rougher neighbourhoods and this, that and the other that are getting it. It's yeah. literally any, it, any, any college athlete who is treated like a, you know, a goddamn hero, getting loads of money uh, on a rookie contract and just wanting to live their best life um, Mm -hmm. and go from there sort of thing, which often involves drinking, spending money on houses and cars and stuff like that. And obviously those don't mix. I don't know. I've not got an answer to fix the situation, but I think a lot of these players need to be grounded um, in some sort of capacity to kind of show them like what they could potentially lose if, um, if, they they fuck this up, um, yeah. You know, and I don't I don't I don't know what the solution is there. I don't know whether this starts at a high school athlete level or a college athlete level, but there needs to be some kind of grounding process where these players don't end up thinking that they're invincible. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that that is 
um, one of the things as well, like, you know, when something like this happens, one of the first things that you think about a sports player like this is, like, they've ruined their life. Yeah. You instantly think they're so... They're in their early 20s. They've fucked their entire life up. They had, like, a pass to just have a, an amazing life. They've fucked it up. Yeah. And that's it. And I will say as well, like, the, the main reason that I picked Oakland as well was um, just going for... You know, when I mentioned about watching that... Um, Last chance, you. Yeah, yeah. The last yeah, yeah. season is based in Oakland there, but like all the players from the college. Yeah. They don't actually live in. I don't know if it's Midtown Oakland. I can't remember how it's described. They have now been they've been pushed out further than Oakland because it's become such a place that, like, I don't want to put a label on it, but I'm I'm assuming like hipsters. Okay. You know, have moved in there and taken it over, and now like a, a house that would have. They would have been able to live in now costs a couple of hundred grand. Yeah. Um. So they've had to move out further, and it takes them like an hour drive just to get to school because yeah. they've had to move out to the cheaper areas. And like one of the players that I really liked in that series, he was sleeping in his car. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. So he he had fucking nothing. Yeah. So when he's getting, I, I don't. I think he'd technically be in the draft this year or next year. Yeah. If he goes into it, but that that that's generally what I was thinking of or using as my example really than a generalized area because i don't know what it's like over there yeah absolutely um Um, continuing this line of depressing nfl players uh bud dupree the titans linebacker has been um i don't know whether he's been arrested is he he's been booked uh for an altercation that happened in a walgreens um a misdemeanor offence. Um, again, not as serious as the Alvin Kamara, you know, situations, but still an assault that happened. And, you know, you raise a good point of it being this This one, I feel, if anything, could be and make an example out of them sort of thing. You know, he got into a bit of an altercation. There doesn't seem to be any, like, serious injuries or anything like that, but it's still an alter physical altercation that's happened. And has been reported on. The the one, well, the report that I've got is the one on ESPN as well, and it, it says that he himself turned himself in. Yeah. Rather than him being dinged, so. So yeah, I mean that's that's a better kind of way of going about it. But again, it's I, I think the important thing to take away from this is you know regardless of the situation, it's still an altercation that somebody yeah. with, who's, you know, a high-profile person is going to be, um, you know, going to be made an example of. Uh, and our last story of the day, lots of news this week, lots of news this week, uh, but a little bit of a better, you know, feel feel good is, is a word. Um, Seahawks running uh, wide receiver, sorry. Um, DK Metcalf is maintaining the goal for qualifying for the Olympics. Um, he is wanting to do the 100 metre dash. Um, obviously, he's receiving uh, foot surgery at the moment. Um uh, but he still wants to qualify for the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris. See, like I did say this be- before the pod that like it's it sounds unexpected, but I also kind of expect it from someone like him because he seems like a, a very much I want to be in the spotlight player. Yeah. Um. Sh- strangely, I, I 
I don't know why. Like I, I could, when you announced, like set told me it, mm. and like before you told me what he was actually going for. Yeah. I couldn't like picture in my mind what specifically he would go for. Because I know he's, I know he's a fast player. Yeah. Um. But I like to me, he's always been like quite bulkier than other fast players. So I was thinking, oh, what was he going in for? Like some other thing like you know shot put or something like that you know where he's using a bit more strength yeah rather than just agility and speed but yeah is this like is this the first that's ever gone for like an olympics thing or i don't think so um i know a lot of players have like uh, different sports. I think, if I remember right, isn't Kyla Murray meant to be doing a stint, uh, a baseball team, in the off season? Yeah. As I was looking at like the posts, I, I like before I post them. Sometimes on our Instagram, I'll just send them to you. Yeah. There was um, Kyla Murray and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, which also explains how Russell Wilson got a fucking baseball injury. Yeah. In the first place, um, Russell Wilson looks like he's a. New York and um, Kyla Murray is. Ah, I don't know what team that is. I just know it's a baseball team. I yeah, can't yeah. I again, I wouldn't team be any good. I'm. I don't follow any American sports other than the NFL. Um, I've just looked it up. Apparently, there is a wide range of. Uh, NFL players that have gone into the Olympics a lot of it more heavily in the uh, 60s and 70s but I mean the first that I can see of a football player is Jim Thorpe of the Canton Bulldogs uh, was in the athletics of the Olympic year 1912 Um, yeah in more recent history, um, Jeff Demps, Marquis Goodwin uh, of the Buccaneers and Bills, respectively, uh, took place in the 2012 Olympics. Um, Ebner, uh, Javid Best, and Marvin Bracey of the Patriots, Lions, and Seahawks, respectively, uh, took place in the uh, 2016 Olympics, with Ebner of the Patriots playing in the Rugby Sevens. Um mm. It's mostly people going in athletics, so I assume that's uh, mostly players like uh, doing running, um, you know, 100 meter, 200 meter dash. Pardon me. Um, so, but yeah, so there's like odd dots of like people going in for wrestling. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the actual names. Okay, so Russell Wilson, baseball infielder. At North Carolina State and was drafted by uh, drafted by Colorado Rockies. Okay, and picked for Texas Rangers. Weird. Just trying to find if I can find Kyler Murray in this list. <laughs> uh, Deion Sanders. Uh, doesn't tell say what team he was in. Yeah, Ed Reed. At one point, the Big East Javelin Champion. Okay. Oh, there we go. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma, soon as baseball team, drafted by Oakland Athletics. Ah, that's what the A is for. 
There you go. Um, oh, he was drafted in the first round of 2018 draft, uh, MLB draft, but declined a Major League Baseball contract. There you go. There's also a player I can't remember the name of, but I know he is actually in WWE now. He's the one with the big sword on his tattooed on his chest, but used to play for the Vikings, apparently. There you go. Uh, yeah. And also Bo Jackson. That's yeah, it. It's, it's weird to say. I think it's one of the only kind of America's one of those things where like people can get involved in other sports. So mental. I mean, you kind of get it. Well, well, it's not just over here. It's kind of worldwide of like, especially boxers going into MMA and stuff. But I kind of understand that where it's like a sport based on fighting. Yeah. They're just going into another version of a sport based on fighting. Yeah. But I think I think that's different in the regards that realistically boxers only go for about three fights a year, mm. um, and that's the absolute maximum. Like some heavy heavyweights will only fight once or twice a year, um, so I think that's a little bit of a different thing in the fact that they have so much off time. Um, yeah. Whereas you know NFL runs for just shy of like twenty five weeks or something like that, including off season and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then to, you know, with the advent of like training camps, mini camps, all that kind of stuff to then play an entirely different sport, um, must be, yeah, like, quite I don't jarring. know how long a baseball season lasts for, I'm sure they, like somebody mentioned once that they have like, they can have like two, three games a week. Yeah. I guess it's like a less demanding, um, physical sport like you know with less hits and all this kind of stuff but i don't know it just seems seems a bit of a weird one um so i've just looked up the 2020 major league baseball season is scheduled to begin march 31st and end on october 2nd which is well into the nfl season yeah so yeah mental Um, I think the only other nice news we have was the um, I've already forgot his fucking name <laughs> uh, the offensive coach from the Rams now being the Vikings head coach um, Kevin O'Connell that's yep. his name and uh, also uh, Zach Taylor his uh, contract has been extended into the 2026 season because he's done a boss ass job this season yeah absolutely from last yeah, from last year going 4-12 and with an injured Joe Burrow to the Super Bowl this year. I mean, if any coach was going to get extended, it was definitely going to be Zach Taylor. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely well-deserved. And I say, like, for, for O'Connell to, to become the head coach of the Vikings, um, you know, as, as it's, it's a step in a direction um, from Mike Zimmer. Again, I don't know, personally, I don't think Mike Zimmer deserves to have been let go as a head coach. Um, obviously, don't know a lot of the background politics that was in play, but Zimmer is one of, if not the best, defensive minds in the league. Um, I don't think that the Vikings are going to be a better team for getting rid of him. I think they're just looking. We're going to be looking at a different culture of the Vikings uh, going mm-hmm. forward. And with I'm just sorry, yep. Sorry, I was just going to say I'm just quickly looking down all the 
players who've gone into wrestling. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I just wanted to know who that specific person is. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Made the practice team for the Minnesota Vikings. But um, I, I know a lot of them play that at like college. Cause even, even The Rock was a college player. Um, yeah. But he didn't get into it because of injury. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I'll just mention as well, whoever that person is who made that YouTube video, I'm not, I don't, you will be hunted down by people for calling The Rock that guy from Fortnite. Um, it just annoys me. I've so I've missed this video, um, but again I oh. get annoyed with Fortnite anyway. Yeah, the, the it was shared by the actual NFL like um, social media. Oh, okay. It was just a, the, this is an actual YouTube title where it said the guy from Fortnite delivers the best Super Bowl opening ever. Oh fuck yeah! So, this yeah Jesus yeah, fuck because it, it, it annoyed me when like. So, uh, it was like, oh, I was playing Halo once, and my kid came in and was like, "That guy from Fortnite has his own game." I was like, you, you little shit. Yeah. Learn culture. <laughs> there are some children that just shouldn't be born. Um, <laughs> that sounds harsh, but you know, if you if your kid plays Fortnite, maybe he's one of them, or they are one of them. Um, <laughs> I mean. Uh, I wasn't going to say they couldn't be born. I just think if you're going to put your kid in front of Fortnite that early on, just don't procreate in the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm not going to have kids out of the risk that my kid likes Fortnite. Can't do it. Can't take that <laughs> risk. I, I don't want to hate my own kid. I don't. I can't. You I can't, can't put myself through that. Raising your child and you choose now. Nah, Fortnite will take care of them and learn them all. <laughs> their, all they need in life. Just don't have kids. I mean, if you want to, if you want a Lord of the Rings, if you, I mean, if you want to ruin a kid's life, just adopt. They've already been fucked. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Should we? Yeah. Whilst you're laughing, I I was honestly looking for because you know Metcalf's going for hundred meter sprint. Um, I was looking for who did that sprint at the you know the fastest mass sprint at Pro Bowl, and I was like, Mika Parsons should go for it instead. Yeah, I gotcha. can't remember who it was because yeah. I was like, I know Tyreek Hill was in it, but he ended up fucking losing. <laughs> yeah, no, Micah Parsons would do well. Um, should we talk about the Super Bowl, maybe? Yeah, let's talk about the actual game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we said this is going to be a Super Bowl episode. Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl episode. <laughs> we talked about the news, obviously. You know, big big news of the week, but like. Yeah, um, so, Super Bowl, Inglewood, California, home of the LA Rams. Uh, Bengals coming into their house um, for the second year I, in a row. The you know, a, just, a team has hosted the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say as well, it's so weird that the the Bengals played at the Rams, be, yeah. the home stadium, but because of the way the game is, it's technically Rams at the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. This, I don't know why you just wouldn't change it. You know where it was going to yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird, like, f- scheduling rules that prevent it from technically being a Rams home game. Yeah. Mental. Um, but, yeah, the... the do you, do you want to... Should we say the score first? Or should we, like we always do, or should we go... Into a bit of a deep dive into what happened and then reveal the final score. I mean, if people don't know the score by now, 
Yeah, true. Um, yeah, if you're listening I'm... to an NFL podcast and you don't know the score, um, <laughs> maybe pause this and go watch it. And I will say, like the the point difference as well. Um, I'm so glad that like it lo- like it looks like something I hate. I've been hating on all year when yeah. that's the point difference. It luckily it wasn't that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just happens to look like it was. <laughs> So, talking about this point difference, uh, the Bengals scored 20, the Rams won the game with a score of 23, um, and if you're confused about what Smith is referencing, he's basically annoyed at games that win by a Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl? I hate, uh, I hate the walk-off goal. wins by yeah, the field goal. Yeah, the, the field goal walk-off wins. Um, completely understandable. Um but no, this yeah, regardless only... of the Ravens doing it as a moment of the year, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, Evan McPherson scored two uh, field goals, uh, with Matt Gay scoring one field goal. Um, so you know there were touchdowns in this game. Um, but I mean, this was a really good Super Bowl, really good Super Bowl. Um, which is surprising in some of the years we've had. Obviously, last year with the the, the Chiefs failed to show up against the the uh, the Buccaneers. Um, in the Rams' last Super Bowl, the Rams actually only scored three points against the the Patriots. Um, so yeah, like this was actually a good Super Bowl, which is great to see. See, I think one of the things that adds to that as well is it, it feels like for the longest time, it's been a Super Bowl without a Brady team mm-hmm. in it. And I thought, like, I was excited for it going into that, just for it be feeling fresh compared to the past what seven years, um, ish. With the exception um, being twenty, I think it was the twenty twenty Super Bowl. Uh, it was the uh, Chiefs versus Forty ers Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it just going into it, it felt a bit more fresh, and I was like, yeah. I'm excited for this. And then, yeah, it was a good game. I will say that the first half. Yeah. Um, when I was watching it, I don't know if it was down to the alcohol I was consuming, but <laughs> it seemed to go quite. It seemed to go really fast. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I, the overall thing I will say about this game is it was a good game. The first half definitely seemed to go quite quick. Yeah. Regardless of the Rams putting up the most points in the first half, mm-hmm. I still was thinking in my head the Bengals will take this yeah um Cooper Cup got the MVP for the game overall yeah it was extremely well deserved yeah absolutely um, I will say as well with him getting that he got a, a card for an uh, overall rating of 99 on Madden because of that oh okay and he deserves it just the same yeah yeah um there was some weird rules uh, or, or calls I should say mm-hmm. um, that made the game a, a bit annoying but like I was saying to you there was two specific calls where one feels like it shouldn't have been called and then one was never called so it's a yeah. bit like the evened each other out kind of. Before we get into um, that let's go into like a little bit of a play by play sort of thing so I don't know if you've mm-hmm. made notes um, I made a series of notes um, kind of as the plays were happening I watched it Again, 
couple of days ago and then just watched a quick highlights of it uh, and the fourth quarter today just to make some notes um so my kind of feeling in the first and second uh, quarter really was that the Bengals defense were turning up um you know they had that first drive stop um then the Bengals took over and had a technically like uh like good drive um going for it like their running game was quite good and they went for it on a brave fourth and one at the 50 yard line which i thought was quite surprising um this led into cooper cup doing his best joystick impression um which led to obj beating hilton for the first touchdown of the game um you know, that that kind of series of drives, I was looking at, you know, how the O-line were holding up on the Bengals, and they seemed to be okay in, like, the first quarter. Um, the running game for the, the Rams seemed to be doing well. Cam Akers getting, like, a good couple of, couple of stints. Um, really? I, I, I honestly thought, uh, especially the Rams running game, was just like non-existent see it was non-existent in the later drives um starting around like the end of the second but the rams first drive um like went through cam acres like it was a couple of runs um a couple of passes to cam acres and then a punt um so it was like it seemed to be that all cam acres um daryl henderson um getting a few rushes in as well um, Sony Michelle got two carries, but like the start of that drive, um, the the rushing game seemed to be um, on fire for the Rams, but it quickly went to shit. I mean, for the stats wise, Cam Akers got thirteen carries for only twenty one yards, which is an average of one point six. Um, other rushes, Daryl Henderson had four carries for seven, averaging 1.8. Sony Michelle had two carries for two yards, averaging one. So, you know, after this first drive, the Rams running game just went disastrously bad. Hmm. Yeah, I think it, it was it was something that was brought up whilst I was watching it with um, Alex and Sam, um, that like both of them was like, Obviously, it's just saying the running game this like through the entire game for both teams, they would be like, obviously it's been pretty shit. Yeah, um, I do feel the the Bengals had a better running game overall. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That was literally it. Wasn't even the Bengals. It was just Mixon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that the Bengals have a second runner at this point because um, you know. The other people rushing on the team was Jamar Chase Burrow and uh, Samaji P. Ryan, um, who Samaji P. Ryan had no gain on his two carries. Joe Mixon had 15 carries for 72 yards, averaging 4.8. So that is a respectable run game, uh, especially Mm -hmm. run average for, uh, for a game. Like, high yards, but a good amount of carries, you know, to get those high yards. The average of 4.8, you're expecting, you know, that's 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 a, a good standard to hold for a rushing game in a regular season game. Um, um Yeah, because I will say, like, obviously over their, their overall yards, rush it, mm-hmm. rushing for both teams, um, 
Joe Mixon was 72 off 79 rushing yards in total, so yeah. it was just Mixon. And then, obviously, with, with Akers, yeah, he, he did 13 carries, so he almost did the exact same amount of carries, but he only gained 21 yards out of it. Yeah. And his longest was only eight, so it wasn't even a first down. No, no. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, so I, like I, the, the, the Rams running game, when I say, when I first when I watched that first drive back, I thought... I don't remember the running game being this good, and it as a quickly went to shit. Yeah, it definitely went to shit. But um, I, I, I think that, like you said, it's just props to the the Bengals defense on that point. Yeah, yeah. Because if if it is left even slightly unchecked, we have seen Cam Akers be like a kryptonite for certain teams. Yeah, in certain games, he's just like he has just run through them and just yeah. So they gained them a, a shit ton of yards to get a touchdown, or just yeah. got the touchdowns. Yeah, so like uh, that Cam Akers, he was essential in beating the Patriots, in in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, you know, he, 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 you know, I say he had a, a great comeback story um, in this in this um, in this season. Um, so moving on from that. Uh, you have uh, Burrow to chase Magic um, to get them into red zone. Um, but then the Rams' red zone defense held them to a field goal. Um, there was some great, great stuff from the Rams' offense. Lots of good crossing routes that opened them up. Uh, Cooper Cup uh, going in for like a bait block to fool Eli Apple to get a... Uh, to get a um, a touchdown, um, <laughs> Johnny Hecker dropping uh, the, the the extra point. Um, so that was kind of like the second half. Um, this culminated really in an Odell Beckham Jr. injury. Um, <laughs> so he went for a um, a dink catch, uh, went down. And looks immediately injured. He didn't um, come back. To yeah, the game. you can you can see before he even reaches where the ball is. He takes once like yeah. one of the uh, steps, and then instantly like lifts his leg, and you can tell it's like you know like, when you sort of get like cramp or something. You can see yeah. you either you're holding that specific position because um, he was he was even on a crutch during the celebration. Yeah, yeah. So it was clear, and I, I think they did mention it was it was possibly. Like a, a re-damaging of an old injury, so that would have been why it happened without him actually, you know, being in contact. Yeah, something's obviously just been placed wrong as he's uh, put his foot on the ground. So there's actually um, been a lot come out after the game about the uh, field, um, and a lot of uh, people blaming the turf, saying, oh, really? "Yeah, yeah." So a lot of people. Um, so to name a few, Nick Chubb, the running back for uh, the Browns, uh, George Kittle, the tight end for the 49ers, Nick Bosa, the um, uh, what is he linebacker for the um, 49ers, uh, Jermaine Illuminor, uh, you know, one of the Brits in the NFL for the uh, Vegas Raiders, Chris Harris, um, all of these players coming out and saying that turf is the worst thing to play on that everybody wants real grass in the nfl um so a lot Mm -hmm. of people have been blaming the turf for this injury 
Um, yeah, mental. Because that that is one thing I, I I have seen, obviously watching sport over here. That uh, it, it it's it's weird. Like it doesn't even look like astroturf when I'm watching it because it, it looks so much thinner. Yeah. But I'm assuming that's so they can you know they keep you know repainting on the logos and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and they've they've got the money to just hire a fucking gardener. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Lambeau Field is real grass. Right. And you're thinking this is, you know, the frozen tundra. This is uh, you know, the game where you do not want to be playing in December, January. But that grass is so well looked after that that grass looks better in January than say Soldier Field does in, in after you know eight weeks because it mm-hmm. is so well looked after um i'd say there's a lot of practices that go into it i know a few of them uh because i obviously done a tour of lambo field when i was out there and they actually explain what the what what how they maintain the grass and do all that kind of stuff so it's a very interesting process but i say mm-hmm. like lambo field in january looks better than a lot of these turf um, pitches do uh, after eight weeks. Um, and I, I completely get the reason as well. Like uh, I know you you said you, you played a, a bit of like American football mm-hmm. growing up and stuff. Yeah, and obviously I I played uh, rugby growing up. It, it I think regardless of like the time of year and weather conditions, astroturf is just it's just rock solid. It's yeah. it's not it's not like real grass and soil. It it's just it's basically concrete with a little bit of padding on the thing to make it look like grass. Yeah. So it's not fun to land on. And if you go down at speed, you're burning your fucking skin yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a quick side note. When I when I was playing in uni, um, we had two uh, AstroTurf pitches. The one we practiced on was that kind of typical sand AstroTurf yeah. pitch. Yeah. That's the worst. Literally the worst. Like, if you weren't wearing long sleeves on, you know, your legs and your arms, you were going to come out of that with, like, some serious grazes. Um, the the home field we played at had the rubber pellets on, uh, which is softer than, yeah. than anything else, well, I... but still not great to play on. Not great to Yeah, I imagine... On. That that's that seems like nicer to actually physically land on, yeah. but not skid across. No, but the, <laughs> every other astroturf is just shit for both. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. But that's my little my little anecdote. Um, so the second half, uh, sorry, the first half ended um, after a Jesse Bates uh, pick in the end zone um, got ruined by a non-uniformed player of the Bengals. You know, taking them back to the ten yard line, and then you had a. I few... completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So then you have like a couple of ineffective drives from each team, leading us to the second. <laughs> this is where the Bengals look better, at, like getting points, but also looked worse because this is where the Bengals O line fell to pieces. Yeah, starting in the second get, like, half, like Borough gets sacked about four times in the second half, probably more. Uh, I'm not sure about the second half, but 
I mean, his overall sacks was seven. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I think it's possibly closer to five. Yeah. In the second half. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that was you know just due to the O line you know, getting tired, or but I, I don't feel like that. Yes, the professional athletes they play in the game, they yeah. will get tired. Oh yeah. But I also think there's enough breaks and stuff in there to have a little bit of a you know yeah catch my breath put it all in for 10 seconds yeah then go back again thing um, is it wasn't even like the defense was ineffective holding the rams to not give you know so that the yeah the bengals had enough time to recover it was a very even time of possession there wasn't you know a domination by either team so each team you know defense gave the the you know the offense enough time to rest the offense gave the defense enough time to rest so i don't think that's that should be a factor into it but if your o line can't make it through a regular season game of football or a super bowl game of football like there's not like if they're getting exhausted in the second half not good enough this is they yeah. they're not worth the money they're paid um, but I get it. Like this, this D line from the Rams is scary with Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Um, it's a scary, you know, task to go against these guys. But you've, if you're in the Super Bowl, you know you've got to fight the best of the best. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I think that that's another uh, valid point about this being a, a good game as well. Because I remember. Um, last year's game was it was that the 49ers versus Bucks one yeah um that game being the one where I, I did say that like I felt not that it was quite boring but yep. the fact that it was such a blowout by the Bucks because yeah it seemed like no one on the Chiefs apart from Mahomes turned up yeah um, yeah so I, I it's not a point that I've like noted down but I've obviously subconsciously noticed that that yeah it's a because of the score line even though Luckily, it's not the kickoff win. Um, it was a much better fifty-fifty game throughout, yeah. and yeah, th- those that final quarter that was one where I was like, oh, like obviously I don't support either of these teams, no. but I was genuinely <laughs> like kind of on the edge of my seat, wanting the Bengals to you know just pull it out. Absolutely, um, yeah. No, I say I'm in the same boat as you. Like when I was watching this game, like it was, it was genuine, genuinely exciting from a neutral standpoint to watch this game because mm-hmm. yeah. you've got you know the the Bengals who have had a you know 33 um, season you know Super Bowl drought, playoff drought, whatever it was. Um, you know, 31 two, years, 31 years playoff yeah. drought, um, and then to you know to go from you know, a, a four and twelve team to a Super Bowl with you know the number one pick of the the twenty twenty draft or twenty twenty one draft. Um, you know, going from that to that, like it was exciting for the Bengals to watch. Equally, watching this Rams team who had gone all in on making sure that Matthew Stafford had like the best chance possible, getting him OBJ, getting him, you know good players surrounding him like Cooper Cup and Skoranek. Um, the, you know, that defense getting the, the boosts of, you know, like Aaron Donald always been a beast, but then getting him Von Miller and going for it all in in that. Like, this was a 
well-deserved win for this team. Um, mm-hmm. And I say, like, being a Packers fan, I've watched Matthew Stafford, and, like, there has been very few games, Packers-Rams, sorry, Packers-Lions, where, you know, Matthew Stafford has thrown for, like, less than 200 yards because he is just that great a quarterback. They just never could put enough pieces together um, to actually to, to win get enough games. You know, and I say the Matthew Stafford with the Lions went 0-3 in the playoffs. Zero wins in the playoffs. This season, he had three wins in the playoffs. So he's now 3-3 three and three for the playoffs. Like, the, and it, either it, that, team that, had their great story. This just enforces that point even more. The fact that, what, how long did he play at the Lions for? Was it 13 years? Or something, something like that, that yeah. Um, and then his first season at the Rams. Yeah. He wins a Super Bowl because he's got the pieces around him. Yeah to make what he can do actually effective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and say, like, you know, there, there was a lot of stuff that helped the Rams out, uh, which, you know, we, we, we should start talking about. Um, so one of the first big plays of the second half was Burrow escaping the pocket, again, due to terrible O-line, passing to Higgins to beat Ramsey for a 75-yard touchdown. This had the controversy of a missed face mask call um then the fourth quarter was kind of a mistake in itself with the refs like there was i saw pictures of um both tackles for the rams um doing a false start not getting called the holding call um which shouldn't have been a holding call the pass interference that should have been a holding call there you know Mm -hmm just gave the rams enough times to enough time to score and shut uh, you know effectively stop the game um and I, I, I will say as well just just before we move on any further yeah gotcha, no, absolutely I, I completely forgot this thing because i i just have the, the the 40 minute thing up on in silent in the background and yeah. i just noticed it then there's something I completely forgot about from the first um i think it was in the second quarter okay um the one of the guys who was with was like the whole game. He was like every time it got to a kick, he was like, "I want to see a fake, fake, a fake in the field in the uh, Super Bowl." Yeah, and he was like, "Oh my god, they faked it! It wasn't a fake." Yeah, it was uh, the Johnny. Hecker. I don't know what the positions called he's where he holds the ball. Yeah, the, so he's, he was he's the punter, but he he's the holder right. for the field goal unit. Yeah, right, where he caught it, and it just seems to like slip out of his yeah. hands. I completely forgot that that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it was a a big moment in the game. Um, you know, if that had... I mean, you say it's a big moment. It's one point, but mm. it just showed ineffectiveness on, on the team. Um, but that could have... Uh, yeah, going like, oh, it's just one point. Imagine if... Obviously, you know that happened, and the Bengals did manage to get a field goal. Yeah, that would put them in. If they would have got that one point, even if they would have got the field goal, it denies them that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a small moment, but also a big moment in the final the final minute yeah. where you know the Bengals are three points down. So effectively, if they get a field goal, they can take it to overtime, potentially win it in overtime. That one point means that you know the the Bengals on their final drive have to go for a uh, a touchdown. Yeah. This is that that thing of like okay things happen the way they happen but yeah. Imagine if you will 
the butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to kick the goal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, other notable events in the second half were uh, Skoronic not being able to hold it, passing off to a Wouzier. Um, Aaron Donald got in a fight again. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the Rams try a Philly special and it doesn't come come off. Um, the Rams running really, game is really faltering at this point. It's it's really strange that both teams did a Philly special. Yeah, but it paid off for the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the the throw from Cup it was to Stafford, wasn't it? And it yeah. just went too far in front. Yeah. Whereas the Bengals play was actually in the in the end zone. Yeah. So the the Bengals attempt at the Philly special was Joe Mixon throwing it to T Higgins. Yeah. Um you know there there there's there's some questionable defensive calls, uh sorry, defensive um plays made by the Bengals. The biggest one um which ultimately cost the Bengals the game was Eli Apple not looking for the ball uh, in the end zone. I don't think he like he got a lot of hate for this over the the the, the days after the Super Bowl. I don't think he deserves that much hate. Um, Was this the final touchdown? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Because um, we're watching this, and I I think I I did remember seeing it on the day. Um, obviously, yeah, like you say, he wasn't watching the ball; he was yeah. watching Cup, which yeah. I completely understand because Cup is a is a dangerous receiver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, there's it, a reason he got the Triple Crown Offensive Player of the Year and then MVP of this game. Like, there's a reason he got all of this. So, you know, you can the, man-mark him and he can still fuck you. Yeah, the, the thing is, like, oh, oh, you didn't watch the ball, you watched him. All right, but if he would have watched the ball and then, like, because he's only paying attention to the ball yeah, and Coop notices that, Coop just sidesteps. Yeah. And the ball goes somewhere else and still scores. And then you'd be hating him on why didn't you watch Cup? Yeah. So yeah. it's a lose-lose situation in that. And it's yeah. just... It's clearly people just being a bit butthurt about it. But he did his best. Unfortunately, it didn't pay off. But, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes when you're against somebody who is... You know, they've got... Like you said, they've got the three crowns and they get the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. They've been an amazing player this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. If Cooper Cup retired this year, he would be considered first ballot Hall of Fame just on this season alone. Mm. Mm. Don't think he's going to retire because I think he's got a lot more football left to play. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Um, and then I say the, the, the Bengals had a last drive, but there was... It was fraught with mistakes. Um, you know, the Burrow to Chase kept the game alive. There was a deep pass that was to no one. I think this was a routing error. Like, you know, somebody ran the wrong route. Bengals O-line screwed up. Um, which led to Burrow throwing out of a, a sack. Which Samaji P. Ryan should have caught. Like, there is no excuse to not catch that ball. It's close enough to you to catch. I don't know. Like, this should have been caught to keep the game alive, but no. It turns out, mm. fourth down, um, turnover, Bengals um, lose because the Rams then have 39 seconds and take the D. Like, this, this was an unsatisfying end to the game, but I feel like, 
you know that it it, was, it still was a great game to watch yeah i think that, that specific ending as well also like justified what we've been saying throughout like you know the bengals in this entire yeah and um, playoffs to the super bowl of you know the, the o line yeah um and we we were saying in after the titans we we were saying like obviously if they they meet the the uh, rams mm-hmm. people they've got to watch out for are like aaron donald yeah. and, and and von miller and like if, if they're going up against them they're not going to hold out which yeah clearly first half yeah they did but second no yeah and like you said if if they're if that is down to them becoming tired and not being as switched on due to that like lack of energy within them they're not doing what they've been paid for yeah that's it that's it um i think quite honestly you see the bengals will take this game and heavily invest in the o line either through the draft or through free agency um mm-hmm. they will go after big name o line players um and i think there are going to be like with, with the, the the salary cap situation there is going to be some teams who have had to throw money down the line because um so the salary cap obviously went down for the 2021-2022 season um, because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. Ticket sales, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to bore you with the details. So the, the salary caps went down. It, so Yawn. a lot of people <laughs> will have kicked um, you know, money down the line so that they get to you know the deadline this year and they are over the cap. Yeah. Um, I will mention as well, like obviously from that last uh, play just before, like we started this. Obviously, we, mm-hmm. we said we were both watching it, and um, that those two calls, the holding and then the pass interference, yep. which should have been a holding, it they were w- within nine seconds of each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like there, I say it was the first kind of miscall incident happened at like one forty-four, and then. By I think it was one thirty-two or something like that. The 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 Rams had scored the touchdown. Like it was just insane. And the thing is as well, like um, in between that, there was another flag thrown, which yeah. was the one where it was um. So within nine seconds, there was three calls. It was the one where Coop Cup did you know score another touchdown, but yeah. it was denied. Yeah. Due to unnecessary roughness on him. And uh, an offensive, uh, I think it was an offensive tackle holding. Yeah. Um, so it just got cancelled out, and they had to replay first yep. down. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, it just what kind of sums up the whole. All right, some flags should have been thrown, some flags were thrown and were unnecessary. Yeah. Within nine seconds, there was three yep. thrown. Te- yep. Technically four, really, because one of them was two on either either yep. side. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um. Yeah, I say like it's it's one of those games that we're going to talk about in the off season for a long time. I think like with how competitive this game was, but I mean, you know, I say like looking at the current situation of both teams, the Rams are going to have a heavy, heavy mountain to climb to get back to the situation. Obviously, they traded a lot to bring in players like they they traded a lot of stuff to get Matthew Stafford into the facility they lost mm-hmm. a lot to get Odell Beckham Jr in the facility Von Miller in the facility 
they they you know gave up a lot of salary cap to keep players like Aaron Donald um, in the facility. So it's going to be a struggle for the Rams to get to the point where they are competitive this year. If they can bring it all back, if they can kick money down the line, which I don't think they are able to. I've I've had a quick look at their salary cap situation. <clears throat> it, they're in trouble. They also don't have a first-round pick, and they haven't had a first-round pick for, I think, seven or eight years. So they're not a team that builds through the draft. So, you know, we're, we're looking at a lot of a lot of stuff needs to go right for the Rams to get to the Super Bowl again. The Bengals just need to sort that O-line out. If they sort that O-line mm. out, keep the important players. I mean, a lot of their, their big-name players are still under their rookie contracts. You know, you're looking at Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, still in their rookie contracts. So they'll be there for another two, three years. Um, you know, they just need to get that O-line sorted and they can be easily in the Super Bowl again this year. Because I'm just... Right, okay, yeah, so just looking at the draft order for 2022. Yeah, Bengals still have a first-round pick, but mm-hmm. they're 31st. And the yep. 32nd would have been the Rams, but they traded it to the Lions. Yep, yep. I'm assuming that was part of their deal in regards to getting Stafford yep. Yep. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I say, um, it's an insane... It, it, the draft is going to be very interesting. Um, I mean, let's not discount that the Rams still can trade their way into getting a first-round pick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they could trade second or third-round picks to try and get a first-round pick. There, there's, you know, we're never going to know what's going to happen until it's already happened on draft night. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting. Do, just the point in like in regards to the end of the game, mm-hmm. obviously like a lot of people were celebrating technique where they were saying that obviously Aaron Donald ended the game for yeah. them. Uh, which yeah, technically is correct. Uh, yeah. but also like you said, if they wouldn't have fucking technically got sacked if they would have got that ball. Yeah. It may have carried on. Um, yeah. I will say like he's one of them where he's definitely good. And he's definitely someone that when I see teams going up against him he's like okay you've got to focus your own line on him yeah um there's times he does just seem basic but I, I, like thinking back on it i don't know if that's because they've prepped for it and you know mm-hmm. put two and three old linemen on him to hold him back yeah but um i was looking at something after it finished and he, he was saying like he, he like it was also just like a big chance to prove himself because apparently when he was first signed, the big thing that people had on him, they were saying like they thought he was quite, he was he was small for his position. Yeah. And like I, I'm assuming you've seen the images of him at his celebration, like yes. with his shirt off. Yeah. He's he's a, he's a the man's, he's a chunky god. The man's a chunky cloud. Like he. Yeah, there are muscles on that man I don't think exist on me. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, I, I think a lot a lot of it was, even for Stafford, a lot of this game was, you know, proving yeah. points because, like we said, he spent so many years at the Lions, couldn't do anything, and then the second he's 
got a good team around him. He's proving, you know, you know, I am worth it as long as I've yeah. got the stuff around me. Yeah, hundred percent. I say, it's it's something I've said for a long time with Matthew Stafford is that you know if he if he was to play for a good team, like if he was drafted by a different team, we'd be talking about Matthew Stafford in a completely different way. Um, yeah. He could have been. You know, if he'd have gone to, say, any other team, really, he could have had four years of being consistently MVP. Um, and, uh, like, because I've just got some posts up on my, like, PC from inst- from the NFL Instagram and stuff, and one of them that I put up was just to, to find that draft order. And I've just noticed, like, two, two of the comments are, like, technically the Lions won the Super Bowl. <laughs> just, no, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, kind of non-game related, but like uh, why to obviously mention? I've already mentioned about obviously Cup getting his uh, MVP and his overall ninety-nine raid on yeah. London. Um, I don't know if you saw, but there was also um, is it Andrew Whitworth? Yes, uh, for the Rams uh, had uh, both Higby and Wood written on his vest underneath his uh, kit. Yeah, but it, it like it was written above his heart because both of them were injured and unable to yeah. play. Yeah. And literally during the celebration, um, Van Jefferson had to leave the stadium straight away because his uh, child was being born. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, this is there is a there is a certain amount of wholesome people on this team. You know, Matthew Stafford going through all those years of uh, you know not being not being given the right tools to be effective. Andrew Whitworth winning. You know, the Walter Payton Man of the Year and just being an overall fucking fantastic human being. Van Jefferson being a nice guy, winning the Super Bowl, not being able to celebrate with his team because his wife was giving birth to his child. Like, there, there's there's a certain amount of wholesome activity going around like around this team, you know. It's not even just wholesome from him as well. It's, it's the fact that, like, one of the first things was, like, his wife holding out until the end of the game before she gave birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you stay in there. We need this. Fucking just pushing him back in. Like, yeah. instead of push, it's pull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I'm happy the Rams won the Super Bowl. I would have been happy if the Bengals had won the Super Bowl. But yeah, I say it's just it's yeah. just one of those good games. The only other thing I have to mention is obviously during the uh, the Rams victory parade, um, Matthew Stafford was fucking wasted. Um, yeah. He there was a video of him like just straight chugging one of the most expensive tequilas. Um, the unfortunate <laughs> incident happened during this where Kelly Smiley, a photographer for a newspaper, was trying to take a picture of uh, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, as we've already talked about, and his wife Kelly Stafford. Um, She unfortunately fell off the stage. I think she fell about 10 feet and has fractured her spine. The unfortunate thing about this is that the, the whole moment was caught on video. Matthew Stafford looks shocked, turns completely away. Kelly off the video goes apparently to check on Kelly. Um, you know, and a lot of people have ridden Matthew Stafford through the dirt for it. I personally thought he was a bit of a POS for not going and checking, but again, that's 
he's impaired, he's drunk, you know, suing culture in America is so much different. Um, They have been nice enough to cover all of her medical bills and replace the cameras. Um, So... I mean, to to be fair, like, I I think about it the way if, if, if I'm wasted and one of my friends falls over, we sort of, like, laugh at it. Because like, ah, oh, you fell over. You don't real. You don't like think out about that at the time, or the genuinely yeah. hurt. So I don't know if it was just that state of mind of like, oh, he's absolutely smashed, and he's just like. I think there's a big difference between you and your mates falling over on the street and her falling off a stage. Yeah, true. That's I, yeah, I, no. I completely forgot how big he said that stage. Yeah, was yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, she fell hard enough to fracture her spine. Um, yeah, true. Even if, like, even if I'm drunk and a piece of shit and this that, and the other, I still pick my friend up and then laugh at them. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an unfortunate end to it, but like, he he was wasted suing culture in America. I can't 100 percent blame him for not going to help Kelly Smiley, um, but to not even check on her, I think, was the biggest insult in my mind. Um, yeah, I think like like we said because I I hadn't seen it and I watched it just before we recorded. The, the way he turned around looked like he was about to you know go and walk to the side steps to go down. Yeah, but then you just see him just walk to the back. Um, I some like in that situation where if multiple people ran over, yeah, and he turned away. Think I I think a bit less of it, but the fact that it was just his wife, it was just his wife and him that saw it, and he just went, no, not my problem. Mm. That's the bit where it's a bit like, okay, that's a bit shit. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm just trying to find if there's any other notes I had on this. Yeah. Um. I don't really have any other notes about the game, I don't think, but I was just going to say, what what did you think about the um, halftime show? Yeah, um, I mean, as a person who's not really a massive fan of rap music, like, I used to listen to Eminem when I was in, like, high school and, you know, say, like, Dr. Dre and Akon, or, like, you know, that's that sort of hip-hop genre. Didn't, didn't think much of the music, obviously, but, like... The stage setup, the how impressive it looked visually, like the amount of big names on stage was fantastic. Um, mm. You know, like to have Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Fifty Cent, Kendrick Lamar, who I'd never even heard of until before uh, until this show. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, no, just hadn't, hadn't heard of him. You've never like like I'm I'm like you and I think we have kind of similar music tastes. Yeah, where yeah, we're, yeah. Like still listen to the the emo phase of our life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I I know of him, and at the very least, I know of him through Sam, who is really into that type of music as well as everything else. Yeah. Uh, like I was watching it with him, and I was like, "Why is Fifty Cent up, upside down?" And he was like, "Oh, that's because how he did it in his music video when he first released it." Right. Um. Yeah, didn't know that, but. Yeah, and I, I think the main thing that I knew of Kendrick Lamar was him being on the Black Panther soundtrack, uh, which I did enjoy. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I thought too it was enjoyed funny the Black Panther he... soundtrack, but yeah, no, I, I just had no no concept of who this person was. I think he produced it, actually. I, I 
think he was like the main person on Fair that enough. soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was. Yeah, I guess I've, I've watched them in the past. I thought it was decent. I still say my favorite one was um, J Lo and Shakira. I had to excuse myself to go to the bathroom a few times. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I, I did find it funny that obviously, because it is technically a family show, all the swears and racial slurs were all cut out. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you'd seen the um, the little photo that's been around <laughs> for Snoop Dogg sneaking a cheeky yeah um, i'd heard about this Toke before he goes on stage but everybody's sharing it just thinking like i did not expect this from him oh this gonna go downhill from here doc oh yeah no <laughs> that was it like it was such a big surprise and i was like in other news water wet like of course snoop dog had a joint like yeah i know i think it, i think it was just people being sarcastic about it <sighs> But there, I, I, but there was genuinely some people like conservative, like sort of things, like slating him and like running his name through the mud and stuff like that. And like <laughs> those are the ones that I saw, so I didn't see the sarcastic right. ones as much. But like I was just like, it's Snoop Dogg, like his whole shtick is he smokes weed. Like if you know four things about Snoop Dogg, is one he's a rapper, two. He's fucking funny as shit. Three, he smokes weed. Four, he smokes weed. Like, yeah. it's just. I, I think that I think the number one about Snoop Dogg should be he smokes weed. Two, he's a rapper. Yeah. And then three, at one point he changed his name to Snoop Lion and then back to Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Four, C number one. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um. But no, I say it was mental. The other thing to bring up about the halftime show is, did you see that um, Eminem and Dr. Dre actually got fined for uh, protesting? Oh, no. Yeah, so they were specifically told not to take a knee at any point during the show. Uh, Eminem obviously took a knee uh, after Lose Yourself. um, And apparently Dr. Dre did at some point as well. They got fined, but Dr. Dre just covered all the fi- all the fines. Like, he just, like, I'm not having this. Like, we done this. Like, here's the money. You want to fine us? Fine, fuck it. But, like, we we were going to do this. This was always the plan. All oh, right. What, what? Why would they get fined for it? It links back to the whole Kaepernick um, protesting that, like, you know, and standing up for equality. They didn't want the halftime show to be political. Um, right. Okay. Which obviously, you know, I, I kind of get it. From standing up that for point. people of colour's human rights is obviously a political issue. Yeah. You know how fucking dare they want to live? They should put it through Congress. They and say it's just it just was ridiculous. Oh, that that it's it's not like thinking about it, but it's kind of related to that. Um, I know the other week when we talked about obviously the Black Lives Matter and stuff like yeah. that. I ended up rewatching that episode of, of Superstore that I brought up about him having a, a meeting and everything. Yeah, it's a during a COVID episode where they're supposed to be having PPE delivered. Right. And instead of PPE, they have anti-looting equipment delivered, and uh, one of them pulls out a big sign and it says, um, "We believe in the black community." Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, Garrett, who's the one who you know is black and in a wheelchair and yeah uh, did all the thing in that episode says like they believe in us what like we're ghosts 
it's just it's not like oh we stand with the community it's yeah. we believe that yeah. they exist <laughs> it's so stupid there you go I might have to watch Superstore at some one point like I've only right, ever tried to watch it twice show. and just not not laughed at all so turned it off it, it is a decent show um, yeah. especially for like that type of commentary yeah um, I will say as well like not exactly half time but the adverts they always get shown during the Super Bowl for especially like films coming out mm-hmm. and everything like that um, I'd say honestly the one advert that stood out the, the most to me was the um, actual NFL advert Okay. You know where it's the claymations? I'll just stop you here. We had the sky coverage where we were, so I didn't see any of the adverts. Right. Um, basically, it was just a, a claymation animation of... Well, it was, two, it was two kids in real life playing what would be a game of Madden, but it was some other like made-up thing, and all the players run out of the screen into these like claymation forms and they just like have a game throughout the house and then when Peyton Manning has the ball and he's about to score a baby walks in and tackles him I think I found it so just give this a watch it's, it's a, like I think it especially me because I really like certain animation styles I really enjoyed that I really loved watching it okay And uh, what I didn't realise until afterwards was that they're not animated to look like they were actual actual puppets. <laughs> but the, I think it starts off with Derek Henry taking the ball and instantly stiffing, stiff-arming somebody into a cupboard and it just destroys the cupboard. Yeah, that one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's Devontae. Yeah, oh, Devontae Adams hit. is in it. Yeah. There's Gronk spiking an egg. There's a bit where somebody, one of a Cardinals player, catches it in the pool with a Steelers defender, and it's like four hundred and three flags thrown. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was that that I really enjoyed, and then obviously there was uh, you know it's fake because we... Christian McCaffrey's in it, not injured. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, they're all the flags. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, actually, says like four hundred and some flags thrown. <laughs> there he goes, Peyton Manning with his giant fucking forehead. Yep. Oh, there's a toddler. Uh, Peyton getting tackled by a toddler. <laughs> Yeah, good advert. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think like that was the advert that stood out the most to me. Obviously, there were certain adverts like there was a Doctor Strange advert for the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. the new Jurassic World advert. Yeah. Um, I know the the Madness one. Sam excused himself from the room because he refuses to watch any Marvel trailers because it's basically the entire film being spoiled. Yeah, um, that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm on I'm on the same page with Sam. Uh, I haven't watched a Marvel trailer intentionally in about seven years see I, I will usually just watch the first one and then try and leave it as much as possible mm-hmm. sometimes i'll see bits because it's just fucking everywhere and yeah. i can't seem to avoid certain things but yeah 
Um, yeah. In yeah. mid-entertainment between the games, I, there, was, there was some good stuff on. This Fantastic. year it wasn't, you know, sign up to insurance with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's, here's my... I'm Gr- Rob Gronkowski. I'm an awkward actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Fair say, overall, Super Bowl, like, overall, the 2021-2022 season uh, didn't disappoint me. Um... You know, I mean, it disappointed me in the fact that the Packers didn't win at all once again. Um, but I think it was it was just a good a good year for us to start this. I think fantastic. this was a much better year than last year to yeah have started it. Gotcha, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I say, uh, you know, I say this is the official end to season one, um, the regular season one of the Brick Cave Blitz. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got the off-season to go. Um, I've said before that next week there actually won't be an episode. Uh, we're going to take a week off because we have been regular weekly content for, I think this is 23 weeks, 24 weeks. Um, it has been great, but also draining. It'll be nice to have a Friday or you know a weekend off where we don't have to think about this. Um, after that, we've got a lot of good exciting content coming up we're going to switch to a fortnightly schedule we're going to do seasons in review for certain teams we're going to do uh, something i've arranged um as of this week is we've got a pre and post draft podcast planned with a uh, a great uk analyst um you know his his draft guide comes out and literally the a lot of uh, podcasters, a lot of UK fans go mental for it, so watch out for that. We're also trying to put together a salary cap episode to actually discuss the salary cap, its implications, and everything like that. And then after that, it's going to be a case of trying to balance talking about certain teams, what's happening in mini camps, OTAs, and then we're going to decide on what we're going to do pre-season and regular season um you know we we, because i say this has been difficult to give each team a proper platform you know it's been difficult Mm -hmm. for us to preview games review games and give everybody the right platform with you know on a regular regular week you know somewhere between 16 games uh, sorry between like 13 and 16 games is happening it's difficult to squeeze those into in a an hour you know a two-hour podcast let alone an hour podcast um so expect a format change coming forward but yeah i'm really looking forward to continuing this with yourself and obviously scruffy on the regular um and seeing if we can get some more guests on the show yeah i'm, I'm definitely hoping we can get you know um a few more guests um, next season, maybe, you know, did, well, try for like one every four weeks or something. So we have like one a month or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I've already got like a lot of uh, plans in my mind for just Ooh. like, you know, trying to advertise us a bit more and everything yep. like that. And um, I definitely know next season I'm going to concentrate on more. Cause, cause obviously, I, I do deal with the Instagram myself. Yep. I'm going to concentrate a lot more on at least making sure there is um a weekly um post yeah um 
even if it is just you know once a week i just post that the new episode's out and it's just a few sample images of some shit that we've talked about yeah um yeah i'm I'm gonna say the twitch is gonna be the same i'm gonna make sure to uh schedule tweets um for certain bits and pieces um and you know make sure that a tweet is put out whenever the new podcast is put out um so that's you know we've got a lot of work to do i mean you know when when you think about podcasting it's not always just a simple case of hitting record hitting stop and posting it somewhere there's a lot that goes on that you know i didn't know and let's say with, with social media being the way it is like it's almost imperative to actually get that going with a podcast so yeah we're gonna we're gonna there's gonna be some off-season changes there's gonna be some learning um there's gonna be a, you know a different a, a, you know a stronger approach to it in season two of the brick cave blitz but yeah no um, one thing i will say to uh, anybody as well like um, anybody listening over the postseason um hopefully we will announce it um obviously it's still in the works and everything that but there's possibility of us um having you know patreon content yeah um yeah for people who you know sub to that they'll get extra exclusives i know it's something we're still discussing to you know nail down everything exactly yeah um but yeah i'm I'm excited for it um yeah i think i think with the trouble with a lot of the stuff that we have done and are planning on doing is going to be time you know obviously all three of us work four time uh, you know full-time jobs conflicting schedules you know scruffy and yourself work during the day i work night shift currently um you know there's a there's a lot of stuff to figure out in how we're going to manage um season two and try and get extra content trying to make because i say like if we can get a patreon off the ground it means some of us can schedule back like we can take hours like off and this and the other we can like actually put effort into more podcasts i say like because this podcast isn't the only one we do we are you know trying to launch i think we have four podcasts that we want to want to have as a regular weekly staple or mm-hmm. regular staple um obviously this is going to be fortnightly not weekly um so yeah there's a lot to there's a lot to figure out it's just there's a lot to figure out um but unless there's anything more nfl related that we want to talk about i think we should call it um as far as i'm aware there's not really anything else we want to talk about yeah. um yeah i was obviously going to say i know something might be in the works for us to watch the is it usfl yes the usfl yep which I I think I think if we are going to discuss that, we'll uh, probably have a, a a small podcast before explaining what it is because I've tried to look it up and like it, to me I I don't understand why there isn't another thing trying to compete technically with the NFL. Yeah, you know, just merge with the NFL. The trouble is, I think there's there's the NFL is a set thing. Like you have so many other football leagues you know you've got the xfl the canadian football league you've got then different divisions of the football league where they are not necessarily um advertised the trouble with a lot of these is that they are not broadcast in the uk like they are on you know some random cbs channel that doesn't exist outside the uk uh, sorry the u.s 
so it is difficult to find it i'm hoping with the usfl because it is going to be formally backed um that there will be a place to watch it um you know this could be you know our off-season equivalent of like the world cup or international tournaments you know you have the main season and then you have stuff that happens in the off-season fingers crossed it can happen obviously if it doesn't if it happens and we aren't able to watch it we're not going to bother talking about it but like you know it could be another eight games of football to watch so you know I think it starts in April, so we could have you know weekly episodes again, in a smaller capacity to talk about the U- uh, the USFL. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so from myself, the unusual Greg, uh, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram, and I am Smith, which is DRS underscore nineteen ninety four on Instagram. Don't forget to follow the podcast Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. Um, thank you for joining us for the end of season one. Um, and we look forward to seeing you either in two weeks' time for some off season, post season, excellent content, or we'll see you back in August for uh, the starting up of the regular season of the NFL. Uh, from myself, it's a go pack go. And from all of us, it's Brick and Blitz!